Welcome to Silverbacks Valley, a podcast brought to you by Silverbacks Holdings. Today in the Valley with Ibrahim Sanya is a woman who has bridged two of the world's most boisterous cultures. She started in the hospitality business before pivoting to her long-held dream of cinema. Now, as the woman behind the camera and a producer, she brought us the Netflix top 10 hit Namaste Wahala, a love story between Nollywood and Bollywood. Our guest has a lot more in store and she tells it all in this episode. Today, the Valley welcomes Hamisha Dariani Avuja. Welcome to Silverbacks Valley. I'm your host today and my name is Ibrahim Sanya. This episode is powered by Afrobowlers. Afrobowlers is the largest digital platform curating stories of African athletes, creating value in the sports industry on and off the courts. Afrobowlers collaborates frequently with major sports league and major sport personalities of African descent. It services an audience of over 100,000 of followers. We at Silverbacks Valley are big fans. Amisha, my sister, I'm in your town, Lagos, Capital Club. Welcome. You in your territory. <laughs> How's Lagos treating you? I hope people are treating you well. It's been great. Yes. Now with you, even better. <laughs> Thank you. So did you always know you were going to be a movie mogul? Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> I, I actually always dreamed it. As, as a kid, I always dreamt that I'd love to be in the movie industry. Um, I never knew where like the path would take me, where the journey would take me. I'm very grateful, very happy. I know I am right where I belong right now. But of course, it was a journey and a half to get here. And um, let's say maybe my subconscious knew, but I didn't know. So I'm happy. Well, <laughs> a lot of the creatives in our ecosystem and as guests of our podcast, of our show, have told us consistently that the day that they spell out their love for the craft is the day they hit a wall with their parents. Mm -hmm. How was that experience with you? So I, I have an Indian family and I live in Nigeria. That's two very conservative backgrounds. And um, yes, I did have a similar, not, not just with parents and family, but friends as well. Because entertainment industry back in the day didn't have the best reputation. And um, I'm Sindhi, so I know, mm -hmm. I'm sure you know some Sindhis. Mm -hmm. We Sindhis, we like business. Exactly. <laughs> so, business, so, commerce, trade. Encouraged to go down that path, you know, like anything to do with business. But also doctor, doctors, engineer. Right? Yeah, the, the normal. So, so this was off the beaten path. And so yes, in the beginning, there was a little bit of um you know back backlash on that but i decided to go my second route which was business mm. and hospitality uh, so i started i studied commerce in uh, my undergrad and then i did a postgraduate in hospitality and uh, that was my second let's say second choice not in a bad way not putting <laughs> that down it was something i had to do and i believe that now um it, which is why i uh, uh opened restaurants bistro seven yeah, bistro seven uh, <laughs> yes and i was a loyalist i was there every weekend <laughs> with the family oh thank you and we could not do breakfast on weekend without going to bistro oh, seven until the day you decided to break our heart and sell <laughs> and we just got a message Happiest saying day that of my over. life though <laughs> so you have to tell us while on the other side mm. as customer we discover that the owner is no longer here mm -hmm. 
what uh how did that transition divine intervention divine. Like how to call it yeah, tell us about <laughs> so, it so i was running restaurants for a good seven years as they say the seven just like age. bistro seven <laughs> seven's part of my life my, mm. my current company forever seven bistro that's seven true. seventh heaven i've had a that's yeah true. seven follows me I, I should tell you my seven story uh, later um but no and, and as we said earlier the seven-year itch like i did that for seven years and while i was running these restaurants i actually opened in the palms in a mall i'd opened in, in the canteen in AIS and then I had Bistro 7 as well so there was just a lot going on but while I was doing this I was also running workshops called the pursuit of happiness mm. um, it was like a side let's say a side hustle more like a passion um, teaching people how to be happy and mm. I ran them out of the conference room at the back of Bistro 7 and as I was teaching these this course you know when you teach you embody mm. um, and I found that I was embodying my messages a lot more and one of my biggest messages are dream big what are your biggest dreams and the little girl in me who went to her parents and her family and you know wanted to get in the movie industry kept coming back and i realized if not now then when mm. and um so so yeah that was the beginning of the end of my hospitality journey but i think that there's a reason for everything and i knew that i didn't want to close the restaurant down because as you said a lot of loyalists a lot of, it was a community and so perfect timing um chocolate city came along and they were looking to sort of invest in the hospitality space they were looking for a, a restaurant and and they were also big uh, fans of the restaurant So it sort of worked out. So I sold uh, my company to them. I am a shareholder. I have a minor stake in there. And in that interaction, chatting with Paul, you no know, doing all I managed, I actually met MI um, in that. And he actually attended my workshop, The Pursuit of Happiness. And it was in that conversation when we when I was conducting the course that I actually told him my idea that I really wanted to do an Indian Nigerian movie because I'm like you know um, Nigeria has grown up on Indian content all my Nigerian friends you know Amita Bachchan Shahrukh Khan Bollywood mm-hmm. such a big impact how come no one's tried to merge the two together mm-hmm. and that was where you know I mean he was like I love it it's a great idea and it's through that trajectory and, and he was there from day one <laughs> divine intervention everything is connected, connected. right um so they bought the company gave me my freedom because <laughs> of hospitality really that industry sort of takes takes over your life. your life yeah and 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 I, I haven't looked back since wow so. you know Steve Jobs has a quote uh, before he passed away which goes a little bit like this uh, we can only connect the dots looking back mm-hmm. not looking forward and obviously in your <laughs> own story one can see how you ended up in this consistent path in this journey of yours selling to the largest player in the streaming industry which is Netflix mm-hmm. a movie which we'll get into in a minute but just before that you were able to also sell your hospitality business mm-hmm. to an, the leading entertainer at the time in Nigeria so clearly elements in your past especially your business training <laughs> seem to have been of great relevance mm-hmm. clearly yeah. since systematically you're getting into great transaction mm. it's not accidents you plan but it's working as a great plan mm. so it's interesting you say that because actually one of um 
One avenue of my course that I teach and talk about is gratitude, but I have something called the gratitude flip, which I talk about when something negative happens or something bad happens, how can you be grateful for it? And you just actually cued that for me, another gratitude flip. We just we just discussed back in the day as a child um, where um, the entertainment industry was frowned upon and I went the business route and I studied commerce and I opened the restaurant and, and you know, I went into business. Ironically, when I moved into making Namaste Wahala, that was actually me wanting to tickle that creative itch but because I'm a businesswoman inherently <laughs> I feel like the business side of me kept showing up and um, I was a producer and the director so the producer and director which was me was fighting with myself a lot um, because there were a lot of times for example you'll be in a location and the location needs to get you out because time's ticking versus should we take that last shot mm. so creative and producing constantly battling I do believe though that that business training and that business experience that I've had in Nigeria um, has really really helped me in this creative path. And I think that it always needs to go hand in hand. Um, so mm -hmm. I am grateful for beautiful. the beginning stages of business to beautiful, then go into creative. Beautiful. And then came the big day. You surprised all of us. And myself. With <laughs> Namaste Wahala in the midst of uh, Valentine shows up. <laughs> and becomes number one in the US, number one in UAE, number one in India, number one in Nigeria, <laughs> number one in the UK, yeah. from someone that had never produced a movie before. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. And all of that yeah. under the Netflix banner. Yeah, I mean, like I said, sometimes things happen and I didn't I didn't know this was going to happen either. Um, so when we started Namaste Wahala, it was meant to go to cinema. Um, film One was our consultants and right. they were the ones who actually taught me the ropes because as I, as I told you, I was a newbie. Of course, MI was there. So it was really nice to have this support network. Um, and we were always planning to release in cinema. We'd actually even released the flyers saying we're coming in April. No one predicted COVID. Um, COVID came out of nowhere and just literally hit us. And so we had no idea what was going to happen and we kept thinking okay the world's going to open so we delayed it. it was like okay fine october it's going to happen the funny thing is when we finished shooting namaste wahala netflix landed in nigeria a month later so again things happen for a reason we didn't know then but we know now that was mm -hmm. meant to be um after a while it was very clear covid was here for a while mm -hmm. and um you know uh, things happen and it was the right move it was something we had to do and not even had to do I mean it, I'm actually grateful for it because had it not, not happened the happen. way it happened it wouldn't have gone to the world <laughs> as you said so this little baby this small little project was meant to erupt was meant to sort of um, spread a message it um, you know there was a quote that went out there that it was the first Nollywood movie to trend in the US mm. so um, India for example had a Nollywood movie in their top 10 so it was just awareness and I think a lot of people were very excited to see a Nigerian and an Indian together it's not a very normal or common mm, thing common. you see in the commercial world yes. so that was exciting for, wow. for us and um, I'm going with it <laughs> super I would even venture to say from a business lens that you're probably in a subconscious manner was very business centric in terms of uh, making sense. You had provided to the global audience because the job of producing movies really satisfying audience. Mm -hmm. You managed to target the two largest in terms of scale audiences for brown people and black people, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. India largest population of mm -hmm. brown people mm -hmm. and Nigeria largest yeah. population of black people. So for us, they couldn't be a bigger moat 
mm-hmm. a bigger market to target in a singular manner. Mm-hmm. And you happen to espouse the two. Mm-hmm. So in terms of defensiveness, mm-hmm. we could not find anything as robust. Mm-hmm. So I would argue that this business trained child <laughs> <laughs> was still in the picture. Yeah, oh, I, th- I think you can't take business out of a Sindhi or an Indian. <laughs> I'm a Nigerian. Put them together, <laughs> you got like, you know. So, no, definitely. And then I'm riding that wave. I mean, with, with the next production we've done, Postcards, we went a step further and took the top Nollywood uh, celebrities to India. Mm. So, Nollywood was going to India for the first time. Um, it's never happened before. We ran two. And again, a lot of, as I said, Namastiwala was my baby and there was a lot of learning. This time I took my learning and applied it to postcards. So I'm hoping when you guys see that, you'll see the learning a bit mm. and, um, you know, um, Cannot wait. see these two industries <laughs> back together. And you're right, Nigeria and India, not just the biggest diaspora, but also the two biggest entertainment companies. Like Bollywood Cultures, and Nollywood yeah. make together. I mean, separately, they make the highest volume of films. Imagine them together. So. No, we could not... Uh fall in better love as investors. So we're really delighted to be part of the project <laughs> and, uh, and cannot wait for the that. audience to, <laughs> to see what's next. Mm. In terms of Bollywood, how, when you grew up here, did you feel seeing so much content adopted in this market? Because mm-hmm. you go across West Africa and even East Africa mm-hmm. from our childhood. Mm-hmm. There were cinemas that were specialized in delivering mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. Indian movies. So mm-hmm. how did you feel like growing up seeing mm-hmm. that thing? Like, wow, I'm in Nigeria and yet my content mm-hmm. from home is mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. well adopted and espoused. And, and so that's what's inspired me. So a lot of my Nigerian friends know so many of the Bollywood actors. Amita Bachchan, Hema Malini, Shah Rukh Khan, their household names in Nigeria. So as you said, again, now I'm thinking about it, the business side, was that was the business side that, oh my God, people here love Indian content. Creative side, how much fun would it be to marry the two together? And so that's why Namaste Wahala was born. It was just exciting to see. And and I think that that was also the result of why it was popular because people wanted more of it. You know, when you bring in Indian content, for example, Z shows, Sony shows, I find when it's dubbed, it's dubbed in different accents and different languages. So what I try to do with Namaste Wahala is bring some authentic Nigerian culture as well as authentic Indian culture and put it together. So you have your pidgin, you have the mother-in-law speaking Hindi, but everybody's speaking English and, and it's all sort of mixed together. So there's a little bit more of what we know. I mean, another big target audience that was hit here was the Indians living in Nigeria. That's my biggest fan club at the moment. I bump into people all the time. They're like, when's the next one coming out? Because there was so, you could relate so much as an expat living in Lagos as well. So that was Raj. Yeah. You know, just anything from the granite bottles to like, you know, um, the Indomie being cooked. Mm. It's just part of our, I mean, yeah. I'm an Indian living in Nigeria. So that, that there was a lot of people who could relate to all different aspects. What I find fascinating about your story is uh, the power of subconscious versus conscious. You know, a lot of people don't think about it as much, but your subconscious is what allows you to drive while looking at your phone, which creates accidents. Mm -hmm. But your body (laughs) memory knows what to do Mm -hmm. in an automated fashion. And that guides most of our action, doing good or bad things, Mm -hmm. because that's what is ingrained in you over time. While consciousness is actually thoughtful stop Mm -hmm. and thinking of everything then to make a decisive action. Mm -hmm. 
So in your case, when you listen to your story for everything that has transpired before, the subconscious plays a big part mm -hmm. into these great decisions. So it's yeah. really spectacular to watch. Naval is a favorite uh, thinker and writer and podcaster of mine. And uh, he states, meditation is the intermittent fasting for the mind. Too much sugar leads to a heavy body and too many distractions lead to a heavy mind. Time spent undistracted and alone in self-examination, journaling helps. Meditation resolves the unresolved and make you from mentally fat to fit. What does that make you think about? It makes me smile because you pretty much summed up my entire workshop in one quote. So all the things you mentioned, like journaling, time alone, self-care, exercise, you had to mention self-care, but actually meditation is a form of self-care. And um, I actually find that it is, I love the quote, first of all, I think I'm going to have to read over it some more. Um, it's funny how when I entered actually the Big Brother work, um, house, I actually told all of them because they didn't know I was coming. So a bit, they were a bit like, what's this happiness workshop? What are we going to do with this? And I said, you know, you guys go and exercise every day. You exercise your bodies every day. So they have to, by force, every day they have a workout. He said, but how often do you exercise your brain and your mind? And um, a lot of the things that you've mentioned in the court and even in my workshop, we know as kids. Funny enough, what you mentioned about sugar is like my biggest fight with my two kids. I have a six-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old and sugar is literally a drug. Yeah. I mean, people love it. Babies love it. And like, I'm literally trying to do this whole balance of nothing in excess. And it's so interesting that it's come in the court as well because it starts from childhood. We learned as kids, don't do this, be kind, look after yourself, go for a shower, brush your teeth. That's all self-care. But now as you grow up as adults, you forget that self-care is important and we start to feel guilty about doing certain things. So I actually spent an hour of my time in the house just telling these guys self-care and teaching them activities on how to practice self-care without guilt. Um, and I think meditation goes hand in hand with that because it's literally just being silent and being with yourself and going inwards, which if we all did, I think we'd have so much peace in this world. Let me not say anything on PC, <laughs> but if everybody meditated, even people who were in power, I think life would just be very different. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Now, in fact, when you think about it, even in, in the semantic of the words lies the answer because it says distraction mm -hmm. and then attraction. So even in the laws of attraction, which you know too well and we've discussed, it's all about centering mm -hmm. and getting your goal to come to you, mm -hmm. not you chasing mm -hmm. after it. Mm -hmm. So it matches everything you've said. And even if you think about interaction, one word that is never um, promoted as much is actually intra-action, mm -hmm. which is what you're saying. A lot of people get busy being distracted by interactions, mm -hmm. but you going into an intra-journey mm -hmm. with yourself mm -hmm. is where often lies happiness, peace, mm -hmm. and inner peace, actually, at the end of the day. And once you know yourself better, it's easier to go back and engage with life. I've followed uh, some of your session and I think it, it, it also helps the public focusing on what's important because in life you kind of go get thrown in this journey mm -hmm. 
and not getting the guidance. And fundamentally, clearly you've got the light and it's massive to see you share it with others and find the time while pursuing a career of movie producer. Now share with us what's coming next in this journey now that your first attempt of a movie was actually a global success. Mm -hmm. Once you start reaching the, the sun, what's next <laughs> as, a, as a planet? So, so like I said, I have actually no choice. I am just going with it. And honestly, it's so exciting. So we just finished um, filming and actually done editing as well. Our mini series, um, Postcards. Um, yeah, which I'll be very excited to share down. more soon, <laughs> but it's been a journey. So this, what we did is, um, Namaste Wahala was shot in Nigeria, in Lagos, and it was a love story. This time I took, I would say, some of the top, top, some of my favorite um, celebrities from Nigeria to India. So it's the first time Nollywood has gone to India. So we had a hashtag going, Nollywood goes to India. And we ran two, I mean, one is a mini series, it's a full on fiction mini series with a beautiful story. But also behind the scenes, we had a lot of fun with hashtag Nollywood goes to India. So we welcomed, our, I mean, I'm from both sides. I'm Indian, but I'm Nigerian as well. And so like the garlands and the, you know, we make a lot of noise in India, but we also make a lot of noise here. So when these two came together, <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. So, so, so this mini series is entirely shot. I mean, not entirely. It's eighty percent shot in Mumbai. Um, and we also shot in Lagos as well. And it's really fun because it's it's totally different from Namaste Wahala. With Namaste Wahala, we went very nineties, very uh, dancing around trees, very in your face cheese. This is more of a drama slice of life. But because of all this that we've even talked about, um, the pursuit of happiness, I find I like to mix everything of my life. So business is mixed in Namaste Wahala. All that food, by the way, was Bistro 7. Nice, <laughs> so, nice. So over here, a lot of the messages, you very subtly, in a slice of life, in, in, in this world where, for example, you have Auntie Shola Shubawale coming to, to Mumbai for medical tourism, a lot of it is just a conversation with her and her Indian doctor. And it's not about him being Indian. It's not about her being Nigerian. It's about two people and their, their perception in life. And that is it. And I'm not really focusing too much on India and Nigeria, though that's in the background because culture always plays a part. So you'll definitely see um, interactions with Indian food or you'll see Nigerian food. But really, that's not the front focus where I put it in your face with Namaste Wahala, where we had like Jalof Biryani and you, you know, you saw like this is India, this is Nigeria and we're coming together here. It's humans coming together from different perspectives. And funny enough, let's let's see when you watch it. Um, is it really culture that that influences your behavior? Is it life, humans like what? And then, so that's what you find out, hopefully, when you watch it, when you see the messages cannot I'm trying wait, to give you. Cannot wait. Other than that, um, I, I did I just finished doing the miniseries. I'm currently working on three other projects at the moment, which is mm. exciting. Um, so, so yes, to answer your question in regards to what's next, I have a reality show coming up, uh, a nice. telenovela and an action film. So I'm very, very excited, nice. um, you know, to, to bring more of our cultures together. Because as you mentioned earlier, we have the largest diaspora in the world. Can you imagine us together, as well as our populations, both India and Nigeria, together we're more than a superpower. So I'm just excited to continue down this path. This is music to my ear. <laughs> just cannot wait for the next project. You know we are there uh, all the way. 100%. I hope so. <laughs> so hi, Misha. A poet has to write. A singer has to sing. A painter has to draw. What is it that Hamisha has to do in order to be? 
so um, confidentially, but it's not confidential anymore. <laughs> the first thing that comes to my head uh, to act, and, to act. and that is going to be mm. the next chapter of my life. Wow, beautiful! <laughs> so this is a, a little, another first. dream. Actually, that's where the dream, the little girl dream we talked about, started from there. And um, it turned. It took me being a producer and a director first to allow that little girl to. And so my next chapter will be that. Fingers crossed. Love <laughs> the blooming. The blooming continues. <laughs> never too yet. Never too old. Never too young. Right. Fabulous. <laughs> With that, I'm gonna do quick fire questions. Okay. Just whatever comes to mind. Favorite Bollywood movie. Anything Karan Johar. Um, which is kabi kushi kabi gum kuch kuch hota hai, and he just came out with Rocky and Rani. He's 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 the ultimate in cheese and messages and just everything put together. You must watch it. Any of his on movies. my list. It's all <laughs> favorite Nollywood movie. Namaste, wala. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be loyal. <laughs> Good. Favorite Nollywood actor. Oh, I can't pick. There's so many. Oh my God, all okay, the guys I, that are in. All right, in I will I, I will save you the yeah, political drama. <laughs> Favorite Netflix series? I film? love, love, love Bridgerton. Um, Bridgerton, yes. My wife has seen it nine times, forced me to see it twice. Nine it times? Was great. She yes. tried. Yeah, yeah. You know that she's checking out the, the fine boys there. It's fine. She gets stuck with me when this show is finished. Favorite romantic comedy of all time? So I love all the Julia Roberts ones. So like Pretty Woman, Notting Hill. I mean, of course, barring I've just tell, I've just told you about Karan Johar and the Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum and Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. But if I had to move that way, then I'd go with Julia Roberts. Mm. Favorite uh, Indian dish and favorite Nigerian dish. So uh, chicken curry for Indian and Nigerian suya, but together jollof biryani. We had it the other day. We made it. I'm not even joking. It was so good. Jollof biryani. I have to be invited for for that one. When it happens, call me. Now, if you could get one, if there's one book someone should read, what would you recommend? What's your favorite book? I would recommend, I mean, I would say read or watch, but The Secret, The Law of Attraction. It's very mm, basic yeah, and I know yeah. it's very old school and it's very commercial sometimes. It had some, you know, yes, sort of yes. negative behind it. But to me, that changed my life. Um, the, the, the basic knowledge of Law of Attraction, what The Secret is, is how I live my life. And mm. it has literally been the secret to my success. I practice it. I live it. Gratitude. A lot of my, I have a whole section in my workshop on The Law of Attraction. So what, what's your favorite book? My favorite book? It's called Sapien. It's by a gentleman called Yuval Harry. In fact, the book is here. Mm -hmm. He's um, He has a series of books, uh, just like uh, The Law of Attraction, which is a, The Secret, another mm -hmm. favorite book of mine. This book, I think, systematically stays my favorite because it culminates the history of man. So it's very history-oriented mm -hmm. and then tries to pick into the future a bit. And just as you end, uh, he actually wrote another two or three books okay. which touch more into the future. So okay. there's a big aspect of futurist okay. in me. Okay. But I think what I'm most, uh, most uh, interested in is actually humanity and humans. Mm -hmm. I think they're probably, we are, we remain the most uh, 
unusual species mm -hmm. on yeah. earth for yes. many reasons. Yes. And this book elucidates a lot of the reasons why. Okay, so my husband loves this book as well, so I definitely am going to add it to my reading list. I understand. You have to add <laughs> it. Why are you based? You have to add it. It was a real pleasure mm. having you. Thank you. Cannot wait for us to do more together. Yes. I think I'm excited too. as you continue to bloom, <laughs> we'll not miss an opportunity to have you back in the mm. show. Thank you. And I'm sure the audience is going to continue to love your love stories and what <laughs> you share beyond the love territory. Thank you. Really? And I love being here as well. So thank you for having me. Keep your positive energy. <laughs> we need more of you. Thank on this you. Earth. You too, as well. Thank it's you a so shared much. energy. That's why we're so aligned. Absolutely. <laughs> Stay blessed, my dear. Thank you. Thank you for the gift of your time. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Silverbacks Valley. For more episodes around founders building dominant platforms from Africa to the rest of the world, you can follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anjami, and Audiomac. Tune in.